What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What it is, what it is. Hey, everybody. This is the Roarcast podcast. This is Justin Barton coming at you. Uh, yeah, usually it's uh, me and Lauren Porter, but hey, this is a special summer edition of the Roarcast because it's all about the new incoming students it's all about the families and supporters, and I have wonderful people here with me today to uh, talk about this, because Abby's going to be with me pretty much all summer as we do some of these podcasts. Abby, say hello. Hello, hello. Abby is our coordinator extraordinaire from um, the Center of Engaged Learning and First Year Programs, and then also with us across the mic, um, probably going left to right for you all, is Sarah Rinker, who is a career strategist in career services also a part of the Center for Engaged Learning. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, hey, today we're going to talk about um, welcoming you to Lindenwood and what it's like to be an incoming first-year student, tips for incoming first-year students, tips for families and supporters. We uh, actually sent out some interview questions to a, a current mom of uh, incoming first-year freshmen. Um, she also just had a student that started as a freshman last year in college. So she's got quite the insight right now in regards to uh, life at college, right? So this can be a scary thing, but it can also be really, really exciting. And I know here we've got a lot of really exciting opportunities, um, you know, on the docket for the fall. So, um, yeah, let's just start with this. Your thoughts. Abby, Sarah, what are your thoughts for incoming first-year students or their families and supporters? Man, transitioning to college is different. Mm -hmm. um, I came from a really big high school, and then I went to a really tiny college, and that was such a huge change for me. Um, just being around all sorts of new people from all sorts of different places, um, it's it's exciting. It's a little scary, but we, you make it through. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I will say that's so funny. I had the exact opposite experience. I came from a super tiny high school where everyone knew everybody. And then I went to a s massive public state school. And so it was like, I went from being a big fish in a little pond to a little fish in a massive ocean of people. And, you know, it was, it was scary and it was overwhelming. Um, but the biggest thing I can say is getting involved super quickly, like with those welcome week events and, you know, it may seem silly, but those things that you're, maybe your, um, 
resident assistants, your RAs put on for you where you can get to know the people that are on your floor and your residence halls, you know, that's how you get to know those people and you make those connections. And that's, I will say, that's what really got me through um, that first year because I kind of got to build my own little small community in that really big environment. Yeah, so you all both went straight from high school into large four-year university life, right? Mm -hmm. I represent, the, well, <laughs> yeah, but I represent the transfer students. So I took the community college route for two years and then transferred from community college into a four-year university. So we're, we're well represented. And as a transfer student too, it's kind of a scary situation, right? And I decided as a transfer student, even though I was old enough to technically live in an apartment off campus, I decided to do the dorm life, right? Because I wanted that that dorm life experience for at least a year. Mm -hmm. So happy I did it. Um, but I'm also happy that I was able to move off yeah. campus and get an apartment <laughs> on my own um, because I'm an early morning person and I'm an early go to bed type of person. And when you're, you know, living in the dorms, you, you gotta come, you've got to adapt. You got to become a chameleon, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. really work with everybody who's around you. So, um, but building those relationships is really, really important and getting involved is really, really important. We're going to talk more about involvement on some of our later podcasts. So awesome. make sure you tune into that and we'll have our friends from student involvement here to talk about all the wonderful things that are coming up for that. We'll definitely talk about new student orientation because, Hey, that's our, that's our game, right? Oh, that's yeah. what we do in the office of first year programs. That's where Roarcast is coming out of um, is first year programs here at Lindenwood. But it's, it's really important for our students to know that you belong here. And families and supporters, you belong here too. You're mm -hmm. a major part in what your students are going to go through. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So just funny because, Sarah, you were talking about things like building relationships and getting involved. And I was, I just went out there and everybody can do this. Google top 10 things that current college students that are starting their first year need to know, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's on the internet, so it's true. Right? <laughs> 100%, right. right? Yeah, absolutely. So this is from a website called uh, grownandflown.com. Yeah, legit. I have no idea. But um, they say the top 10 things um, and advice for incoming first year students is one, um, learn about time management. Now, mm -hmm. I like to refer to this more as priority management mm -hmm. because we all only have 24 hours a day. You know, you only have so much time but everybody's got different priorities. So how do we prior prioritize our life to make sure that we're managing our study time, our downtime, all of that, and we're maintaining a proper balance? What are your all's thoughts on time management, priority management, those types of things? I think you have to really start with how many hours of sleep do I want a day? Um, and that was something that was really important to me. I love my sleep. Sleep is the best thing mm -hmm. ever. So I was like, all right, I have to go to bed by 10 o'clock, basically, during the school week uh, because I had to get up early. I had an eight, always had 8 a.m. classes because small schools, that's what happens. And I then prioritized through that. And I had to work through college. I actually worked um, anywhere between three to four jobs um, while being a full-time college student. And so then I had to schedule in that and then schedule in homework classes, all that. But I had my day scheduled uh, to the T, color-coded in my uh, planner. So like time management, priority management, you have to know how to 
schedule yourself and what's going to work for you. Um, Color-coded planner is what worked for me. Um, Some people like sticky notes. Some people use their phones. I don't know, Sarah. Um, You know, I am still at 24, figuring out priority (laughs) and time management. Um, I will say, though, that um, it, it was... It was a bit of a learning curve um, when I got into college because there was no one there really with that firm hand saying, this is what you need to do and when. Um, and so it was kind of easy to, you know, not do certain things or just because I didn't feel like it. Um, and so, you know, having that self-responsibility was a huge adjustment. Um, and so still kind of learning what methods work best for me. Um I guess my best advice to that is don't get discouraged if the planner doesn't work, if the sticky note doesn't work. Um, There are a lot of people who make a lot of money teaching people how to stay organized, and a lot of people are available on campus for that kind of resource. And so, you know, and just ask friends, ask professors, what do you do to stay organized? Um, Because I'm still, again, I'm 24, and I'm still figuring out what methods work best for me. And it's kind of a hodgepodge, and that's okay, too. So, yeah, no, I think both of you hit it right on the head. And according to this, this website, um, it says, use a planner, use a calendar. There's so many pieces of technology out there too, that can help you to stay organized and help you stay on track, set alarms, these types of things. I was a student athlete. So when I was there, I had 6am practices and a lot of our incoming students here are student athletes or they're Mm -hmm. working a lot of hours. So finding out what works for you and it's going to be trial and error friends Mm -hmm. and it's okay if you make mistakes right Um, and i think you know a key component here is talking to other people and getting just an idea of how are other people surviving and Mm -hmm. doing what's working for them right because you can learn a lot from the people around you and that's actually number two is meet people right oh yeah yeah, you got to meet people. Um, I so the school I went to, kind of similar to Lindenwood in a way, where there, it was almost small. It was smaller than Lindenwood, but there were a lot of athletes, and Lindenwood has a lot of athletes. And I really like if you're a student athlete coming in as a freshman, make connections with those older students on your team because they've been there, they've done it, and they probably have some tips and tricks of how to manage six a.m. practices with six p.m. practices, going to class in between, and keeping your grades up. So, um, meet those people. And then I also encourage student athletes a lot to meet other people too. branch outside of your team, because while your team's going to be there really tight, really close knit, it's good to meet others as well. I mean, I met so many different people from around the entire world. Um, and that was really cool. I got to like, it was Easter weekend, and my friends from Zimbabwe, England, and Ecuador couldn't go home. So they mm-hmm. came and had an American Easter at my <laughs> house, and it was hilarious oh, and I love great. That. Oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah. So I, um, I actually, my freshman year, I met um, twin sisters, and um, one of their friends had no idea. I knew nothing about them but all three of them were on the swim and dive team. <laughs> and so I ended up being, I, I very well just could have ended up being the manager for the swim and dive team. I was, I was at their event so much, but I, I will attest to that. While I wasn't an athlete, um, I watched from them building their relationships with their older teammates and their strict schedules and their what they had to do for time management in order to succeed and remain athletes that, you know, 
that's what they had to do, you know? And so I, I learned a lot from those, those relationships that I made with athletes. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, what's, what's really important is allowing yourself to be vulnerable when you mm -hmm. get here. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's the cool thing about coming to college. I hope you loved who you were in high school and that's absolutely fantastic. But if you want to be somebody new, now's the time to reinvent yourself. And here's the other thing by getting the opportunity to be a little bit vulnerable and to get the opportunity to meet a lot of different people. Think about these people as a network, right? It's really cool now as, as I get a little bit older, I'm not going to say how old I am almost, <laughs> you know, but anyway, um, as you get a little bit older, now you can actually start saying, you know what? I got a guy. I know a guy. I got a guy that can do that. I know a guy who can do this mm -hmm. because you've built your network. You've gotten to know a lot of different people in a lot of different areas. I pretty much feel like I can go anywhere in the United States or even a lot of places in the world and probably have a person there that I know or in the region that I know um, that makes it valuable just to be that type of global citizen and get to know a, a whole lot of people that are part of that network, right? And you'll hear more about that when when you start talking about things like career services and those types mm -hmm. of things. Um, other things that are on here is, you know, utilizing tutoring services. We have tutoring services on campus, 24-7 tutoring through tutor.com, which is through our Canvas site. You'll learn about that in, in your um, Lindenwood 101 classes. Talks about getting involved on campus and joining student clubs and organizations. And mm -hmm. here's the great thing about getting involved on this campus. If you have a passion for something and it doesn't exist, let's say it's, I know Sarah is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Right? <laughs> Let's talk about this. But we're not going to get too far into it. But she could start the I Love Taylor Swift organization on campus, right? I definitely and, could. And you could be the advisor for it, right? Absolutely. And just have the campus Swifties going on. And you oh, are yeah. then connecting with people that have a shared interest that you have. And um, there's learning happens everywhere right? Not just in the classroom, but outside the classroom. There's also professional organizations that you can be a part of. If you want to be a part of a um, National Teachers Association or something like that, you have the ability to do that here as well. Any other thoughts on tutoring services, getting involved, those types of things? I was just going to say this actually fits in really well with um, a question that was posed to us from that parent that we um, sent those surveys out to. Uh, she asked, if a student's struggling to fit in and get involved, like what advice do we have for them? Like where can they go? Who can they talk to? Um, and at Lindenwood here, I mean, you can go and talk to student involvement. You can come talk to first year programs. There's so many, there's like 60 different student organizations on campus. You'll probably find one to fit into. And if you can't, then kind of what Justin was mentioning, you can make your own. Um, and there's probably people who want to join it. So I know in Palooza, you'll hear that tossed around a little bit. That will be happening in the second week of school um, during that welcome week. And that's where you can go and you can find clubs and organizations to join um, and people meet people and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're not alone here. And yeah. that's what's important. Whether that be you need somebody just to talk to, somebody to ask a question to, maybe you have a mental health need, right? We have a student counseling and resource center here. It's absolutely free to you. You can use our counseling services. 
um, and and set up an appointment to meet with the counselor. Maybe you got a little bit of a sniffle. Maybe you're not feeling 100%, <laughs> right? Come to the health center on campus. Talk to somebody there to see what they can do to, to help you out. But you're not alone here. Talk to your faculty. Meet with your faculty. Get to know them on both a personal and professional level because faculty are people too. And they care about you as an individual. Um, if you only ever show up to class and you never say a word, it's going to be really hard for you to connect to the things that you are learning and the people that are there around you. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have a conversation with your faculty. If you're struggling, talk to them. If you're loving it, talk to them. Mm -hmm. They love that feedback too, right? Sometimes it's only the negative things that you have a conversation with your faculty member about. But maybe you really loved something that they just talked to you about. Oh, I love those equations. I would never say that. I hate no. math, but math <laughs> is, you know, some people love it. That's great. Um, but have that conversation with them. Um, and the other thing is take care of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And that is a broad statement, but that comes out in a multitude of different ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do that through exercise. Maybe you do that through just when we talked about time management, priority management, I'm going to ask you if you have you written down as a priority in your priority mm -hmm. management right because you are a priority and you need to cut time out for you just to center yourself whether that is five minutes you know a day 10 minutes a day just to breathe for a second take that time and make sure you do that mm -hmm. but um and just a couple other things that are on here uh talks about not overpacking when you come to move on to campus <laughs> yeah. which is the absolute truth i've seen it where people have brought u-haul trucks mm -hmm. to move in <laughs> friends you can get stuff if you need it. I'm telling you that right now. No baby grand pianos. We don't need it. Uh, those decorative oh. pillows that make your bed look so cute. You'll throw them on the floor after mm -hmm. your first day sleeping in your bed, and you'll never pick them back up, and they'll just collect dust underneath your bed. Just leave yeah. leave them. Yeah. And I will also say, like, those those magazines that come out right before, before school starts that sells those dorm packages, don't – don't do the dorm package. I have so many of those those little bed inserts where you can put like all the pockets and stuff. I I don't know what to do with them. I've just got them. <laughs> yeah. I don't come figure out your space first mm -hmm. and then figure out what you need yeah. because it's it's really hard for us to tell you this is what you're going to need, this 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 mm -hmm. this and this. Come figure it out. And remember, you're going to be sharing a space with somebody else. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is have all this redundancy and the mm -hmm. stuff that you bring. And that yes. is legit what happens. Yes. And then it just causes clutter. And then like Sarah said, you're going to have stuff <laughs> like these pocket things that you're yeah. never going to use. And you're 24 years old and you're in graduate school and you have stuff from your dorm and you're like, I don't know what to do with this anymore. Um, <laughs> but like to circle back to priorities, yeah. you know, to keep that, that theme going is prioritize what your immediate needs are going to be. You can always come back, you know, parents, guardians, whoever, they're not going to be too, too far away, hopefully, you know, and then there's always resources here on campus that if you do need anything, you know, there are people available that can assist you with getting that um, and making those connections. And, you know, you can make target runs and things like that. So, you know, prioritize what you're going to need for that, that first couple weeks to get you settled. Um, you know, don't, don't overbuy just yet, you know. <laughs> that's the that's the best advice I can I can give because it can get cluttered really quickly. And like what you mentioned, living with somebody else, you know, you do have a lot of that redundancy and you know, then someone's gotta give up a mini fridge and 
then, you know, it's, <laughs> it gets complicated. Well, and friends, you're coming to Lindenwood. We, we are smack dab in the middle of a metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. not going to have any problems finding a place to go to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that right now. So um, if you were out in some rural <laughs> university somewhere, it might be a different story. But here, um, there's a plethora of things around us to figure out what you need. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to shift our gears a little bit. Do it. Let's go for it. Let's talk about nerves. Because we mentioned yeah. earlier. Nerves. <laughs> nerves. Oh, nerves. Being scared. Oh, being nervous. Anxious. Being nervous. Oh. Um, nerds were the world. Because <laughs> that's something I also surveyed our incoming student and his mom. Um, and, you know, the big thing is, is what, like, what are they going to struggle with? And also, what do people get nervous about? So um, our incoming parent, she's really nervous about her son's roommate. Uh, also talking about rooms here. Uh, raise your hand if you're concerned about a roommate because we're all raising our hands right now. Um, that is such an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Like having a roommate, how'd it go? Um, well, so my my freshman year roommate left after three days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 she <laughs> yeah yeah and and she didn't come back um and but i just left her sticker on the door um oh that was and, nice of you yeah, I did, well okay you know i i left her sticker on the door and th- so they never gave me another roommate so i didn't my entire freshman year i had a dorm all to myself it was it was it was incredible I'm not going to lie. It was incredible. But lucky. My, I know. I know. it. But my sophomore year, I did have a roommate for the first time. And that sh- it was a random assignment. Um, and that was terrifying. Um, <laughs> because I, it, it's, I, I just messaged her and I said, hey, listen, we, we've been matched together. I don't know you. You don't know me. We need to meet up and like get to know each other. And we came from totally different backgrounds totally different cultural experiences and it was I couldn't tell you how nervous I was I was like I'm I'm gonna have to move out or something's gonna have to happen and we ended up being phenomenal friends and it's it took some adjustment but it took being kind Mm -hmm. it took being understanding it took being empathetic to someone else's lived experiences and you know was the room always as clean to my standards. No, it wasn't. But it's being able to have those adult conversations even when you're uncomfortable and being able to share how you feel about things as an adult and not getting all offended about it. Because mm-hmm. I can still, you know, remember the first time she said, um, hey, would you mind, you know, like cleaning that leftovers out of the fridge? <laughs> even though it was my fridge. And I remember like getting so catty about it. I was mm-hmm. like, well, it's my fridge. But then I thought about it and I reflected and I was like, she's trying to have an adult conversation with me about there needs to be more room in the fridge. Even though it is my fridge, I have allowed to share that with her, Mm -hmm. you know? And so opening yourself up, like what you said, to be vulnerable and have, you know, those really adult, uh, open, honest conversations, be kind, be empathetic to your person. That's what's going to make the experience. And if you do have trouble, I mean, if you do have serious, serious trouble, there are resources available for people to talk to for mediation purposes. You know, there's a lot of steps that can be taken to uh, help you in a a really serious situation. 
Yeah, I'll add that my freshman year roommate, it was a random roommate assignment, and my college was weird. They paired us alphabetically, um, so it got really random, but either way, me and her, we, I always said, we lived together really well. We did not bother each other. We had similar wants and needs for how the room was kept, but we never became friends, and that was fine. Like, Mm -hmm. It's okay. Like, she knew a lot of people from high school who went to our school. She was friends with them. I made different friends. But we respected each other, respected our space, and we lived together well. And honestly, I lived with her better than I lived with some of my closest friends. Like, we butted heads when I lived with my best friend. So, it's sometimes you don't have to be friends with your roommate. You can just live you can cohabitate a space together really well. Yeah, I think I think social media, especially, um, and movies and film, TV, have perpetuated this this standard or this expectation that you have you become besties with with your roommate. Um, and especially, you know, speaking Abby and I, speaking as girls, you know, that's kind of an expectation, and that's a really hard you know shoot a fill right you know that's that's a really hard expectation to meet and because you're not going to get along with everybody and we keep talking so much and not to kind of turn the tables a little bit but we keep talking about getting involved and making friends it's okay to not like everyone it's okay to not be liked by everyone and that's a hard pill to swallow to realize that not everyone is going to like you or like the way that you live or like your choices. That's really difficult. And being okay with that and being at peace with yourself and your choices, that's, I hope that that's where everyone gets to by the time that they graduate um, from Lindenwood is that they have that inner peace and they have that inner self-confidence that they can, they can just be okay with it. Yeah. I'm going to flip the real switch real quick. Okay. I did not like my roommates and I got thrown into a triple. Here we go. So it was me and two other guys. Womp, womp, womp. What that? I right think have that. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I love that. I need one of those to walk around with. Mm-hmm. So I got thrown into a triple. And mind you, transfer student coming in. These other two guys were transfer students as well. We lived on a co-ed floor. So across the, f- the floor were the ladies on the other side. And then we were on our side, which has nothing to do with the fact that I didn't like them, except for <laughs> one completely ruined... Pearl Jam for me. I don't know if you know Pearl Jam. I know one band, song. Yeah. But played it nonstop. Oh, my gosh. I'm so super fan. The dude went to class, worked out, played Pearl Jam. <laughs> went to class, worked out, played he prior- Pearl Jam. He prioritized, Justin. He was prioritizing. That was his time. He did. He did. The <laughs> other guy, I'm not sure he was sober most of the time. Oof. Oh, that's a tough one. And so, you know, but hey, uh, living in a year in the dorm, I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I moved out, moved into an apartment by myself, and it was amazing. Amazing. Um, but you got to have that dorm experience. You got to go through those experiences. Mm-hmm. You learn a yeah. lot about yourself. You learn a lot about how to give and take, mm-hmm. how to be patient, um, and how to kind of face your issues. Because a lot of our students coming in, this is the first time they're away from their, their family. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they're, they're leaving home. Um, so it's, you know, a couple of things that's really important from this conversation is one, be kind to yourself. 
-hmm. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay, like Sarah said, to not be liked or to not like everybody. Don't be that fake person. Be real about who you are and how you feel. And you're going to, you're going to accomplish much more as a holistic individual if you do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's the deal. This is for my families and supporters and for my students, right? I want you to think about what's called the 24-hour rule. And what I mean by that is that if you as a student or your student faces a situation and they're upset about it, say, listen, I want you to take 24 hours to think about this. I want you to take 24 hours to reflect on your emotions. I want you to take 24 hours just to kind of come up with your own solutions And within that 24 hours, if you haven't, call me. Mm -hmm. But if everything is good, I don't want to hear from you, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You don't have to call mom and dad every single day. You don't have to call your guardians. You don't have to call your families and supporters when you're in college because you're trying to build that independence. Now, I pretty much call my mom every single day. I called my mom anytime I was having a sandwich. I was walking (laughs) from to and from class, called her, Brenda, what are you doing? What are you doing? And when she didn't answer... What could you possibly be doing other than answering my phone calls? Um, but, yeah, to your point. I never called my parents, and my mom wished I did more. Yeah. And I sent her gifts throughout the day. I don't know. Text messages. Awesome. So, Abby, what, what yeah. else did we get from our, our conversation with our incoming mom and her student? Yeah. Um. Well, one of the questions they also asked, and this could wrap this up, pretty nicely if we wanted to um is what's like your main piece of advice um to give an incoming freshman student a tip or a trick um and then on the flip side also what's the main piece of advice for a parent who's sending their child to college for the first time yeah so what what they say what did you i mean i mean for me um, my piece of advice for freshmen, and this is going to sound corny, but go to class. It is way too easy to skip and you don't learn if you're not there. So go to class. Um, <laughs> and that is a tip, a trick and a piece of advice. Right. And as for new parents who are sending their kid to college for the first time, like let your kid have some space. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be hard you have raised them for the last 18, 17, 18, 19 years, whatever. And they've been under your roof. They've been in your house. You've been at all their things, but let, let your kid test out their independence a little bit. Kind of like, you know, when your toddler's learning how to walk, you got to let them walk Mm -hmm. and that's, you got to let your student walk. And you got to let them fall. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, right? Just 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 a a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I 100% agree with, with Abby. Um, I have, having been the person that, that tested that theory of I don't go to class, um, I can <laughs> say with confidence that it, it is super important to, to attend class. It really does make a difference. Sure, you can get by by the, by the skin of your teeth, but I don't want that for you. Um, you don't want that for yourself either. It, it causes a lot of unnecessary stress um, on you, especially when it gets down to finals time. Um, and you don't want that that perception of you from you know your professors and classmates when you show up for finals and they haven't seen you all semester. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Um, so <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, as for as for families, you know, you do have to let them fail a little bit. 
and it is hard. It's, I, I can't imagine, I wish, I wish my mom were still around so that I could ask, um, and be like, how was that for you? You know, leaving that first weekend, you know, because she, she held it together very well. I wept. <laughs> I, I, I was the kid that wept on the sidewalk. Like, don't, don't you dare leave me. Um, and I did that like every other weekend that they left. I just, I loved being home with my parents and they did very well at keeping me at a distance, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there comes a time when your relationship with your kid starts to shift where they are not your kid to be raised anymore. They become your kid to be like your partner, your your friend, you know, that kind of thing. It, it The relationship starts to shift when they enter college, and that is an adjustment for all parties. And so having patience with your child as they go through this adjustment, you know, I, we all remember having astronomical amounts of patience when they were, you know, going through middle school and early <laughs> high school, right? You know, this is an adjustment for them too. And also for you, you kids out there, you, you now college students, have patience with with mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, whoever your guardian is, um, because this is hard for them too. Um, you know, so oh, yeah. having empathy and and patience with one another and understanding that everyone's everyone's trying, and let's all take a deep breath and we're all good and we'll make it through it. Yeah, First time I saw my dad cry was when he was leaving me at college when I moved in. Oh, see, I didn't. <laughs> he 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 he. We stopped at the curb, and he unloaded the box, and bye. Best of luck. You're doing great. (laughs) He might have cried on the way home. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, but he he took off. (laughs) Dad was crying on the inside for sure. Yeah. Well, great advice, friends. I mean, you know, it's an adjustment for everyone, and everybody just needs to realize that, that uh, this is new for for most people, and it's always going to be an adjustment. So Mm -hmm. just be honest with each other. Tell, Tell each other how you're feeling. Um, be in contact um, and understand that nobody's alone through this entire experience. There's there's people here at Lindenwood that are happy to talk to you both, family and supporter, especially our incoming students. We care about you. We want you to be happy and successful here. Um, check us out on social media. We're mm-hmm. out there. Check us out on Instagram. Just search Lindenwood FYP. That's Lindenwood FYP. Um, on Instagram, we've got a great um, social media platform there. We're going to be popping up some reels here shortly. Um, oh, yeah. Some reels, real short <laughs> here about different uh, things across campus, different resources, those types of things. Um, and go to the website. Go to lindawood.edu. Uh, check out new student orientation. Sign up for orientation and all the wonderful things that are coming up for that. Um, and if you have any questions, just email us, fyp at lindawood.edu. Um, friends, we're here. And we're going to be here all summer getting ready for new student orientation. Um, you'll listen to us here on the Roarcast podcast, hopefully, and you'll check us out on social media. So until next time, friends, um, keep it real. Have a great rest of your summer. And we're so excited to see easy. you. Yeah, we we're so excited. so excited. <laughs> okay, best roar for the Roarcast. Ready? Um, roar. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? That's something like a toad, kind of. <laughs> 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 Rawr. Grr. This is the Warcast <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> oh, man. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.